What's up everyone, and welcome to the second episode of the PYRB podcast. This is a podcast for the fans, by the fans, and that's purple, yellow, red and blue, if you're wondering, obviously. Um, each episode, a guest will join alongside myself and talk about everything going on with Portugal the Man. My name's Mark, and joining me today is... Hi guys, I'm Kevin. Uh, most of you might know me as Rotten42 from most of the message boards that have been out there. Uh, yeah, glad to be here and uh, happy to share my experience with you guys. Nice one, Kevin. Happy to have you as well. Thank you. Yeah, short notice. It was a shortly arranged thing this evening. <laughs> Rotten42. Rotten what's that name? What's that name? Is that just a, you just made that up or is there a backstory to that? Uh, it, there's a little backstory. So, I mean, 42, that comes from uh, Douglas Adams and the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Oh, and yeah. the fact that 42 is the ultimate answer to everything and anything out there. And Rotten, uh, that came from an old website that I used to frequent when I was in uh, a little bit of an adolescent, the Rotten.com, which no longer exists, I don't believe. But yeah, it's just one of those kind of all the way out there, worst of the worst websites you could possibly think of. <laughs> I've, heard, I've heard stories of Rotten.com, don't worry about that. It was kind of the, the precursor <laughs> to Reddit and, well, it's, it's, it's not oh, going anywhere. Yeah. Is, is, it still, is it still up in some capacity? Uh, no, no, I'm pretty sure it's quite <laughs> quite closed out now. It's most likely gotten in trouble for numerous things that they used to post on there. I've, it's one I've, of those things. If you ever, if your parents ever walked in you on that one, you'd probably be banned from using the computer for the rest of your life. <laughs> oh man, I, I, <laughs> I'll see you there, yeah. Um, anyway, hey, Kevin, how how are you doing? How are you doing on this fine day of recording? <laughs> Oh, I'm doing nice. You know, it's nice and sunny out here in Southern California. It's just getting ready for the summer weather, you know? Oh, mate. Ready for uh, contests to get all back into full swing after uh, almost two years of being shut down. Nice, nice. Yeah, we were, um, I'm here in England, and uh, it, we had one day of sun yesterday, and it's been bloody miserable. It's just poured it down all day, which is <laughs> yeah. typical in England, you know. It's, 20 degrees centigrade which is like what uh, something 70 Fahrenheit I'm really bad with the transition sorry the translation but yeah oh trust me I wouldn't be able to do it either <laughs> <laughs> yeah we got one one really nice day where it's like oh man it's kind of warm and then just rain but anyway enough about a Brit talking about the weather um yeah it's basically um basically first of all we'll do a little a couple of little warm-up like topics just to kind of get into it so um you know Kevin, first time hearing PTM, you know, um, talk, tell me about it. Huh? Do you remember? <laughs> uh, so, yeah, actually, I remember it very vividly. Uh, my nice. very first time hearing Portugal was back in uh, 2006. It was probably like either just before or just after Waiters had dropped. Um, a friend of mine and I were really into this band called Dredge. If you've ever heard of them, they're a really great band. Um, we drove up from Southern California to Northern California to see them at this place called The Catalyst in Santa Cruz. Hmm. And we had no clue who the opening act was. Uh, I honestly thought they were called the Portuguese Man of War. Because, you know, <laughs> jellyfish. That's a great day. <laughs> so, <laughs> we, we sat there on the beach before the show, uh, just kind of hanging out, um, eating mushrooms, actually. Oh, wow. <laughs> and then ended up uh, getting in line to go see the show. And uh, we got in early enough to catch the opening act, which ended up being Portugal. And they just completely blew me away. They, they were phenomenal. Their sound was amazing. They had a very interesting setup on stage. Instead of having the lights coming down on top of them, they had their lights set up underneath the microphones. 
uh, on the floor oh, and as nice. they would sing the light would kind of illuminate upwards and it gave them almost feel of like they're singing around a campfire in a way and it was very like psychedelic folksy and it just it caught me and i fell in love with them at that point in time after the show i ran downstairs and i just grabbed a cd right off of their uh, merch booth opened <laughs> it up and had them sign it and i didn't realize it until i got home it was actually an anatomy of a ghost cd oh <laughs> no all right <laughs> really Oh, nice. Yeah, so they we were just... hanging out afterwards, after the show in the parking lot, and uh, I'm wearing a Mars Volta t-shirt, and Jason comes up to me, and he pokes me in the chest. He's like, I really like that band. <laughs> <laughs> no way, man. All right. Wow. So they, 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 they were... They were... So they were selling something from Anatomy of a Ghost at that point. Oh, in 2006, it would have been that kind of crossover time, so, you know. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I mean, I, I, it probably, I don't think it was their, I mean, it definitely wasn't their first tour, but it was uh, first tour I had ever even heard of them at any point mm. in time. And we got back to Southern California, and I ran around all the record stores trying to find a copy of their album. I finally found it at a, a Best Buy. They only had two copies left, and I grabbed one, and I never took it out of my CD player for almost an entire year. Oh, yeah. God, yeah, <laughs> that first one is just, uh, it's actually not bad. Like, it's, it's, I like it still. There's some, there's some magic there. Oh, I but... love that album, yeah. Mm. I mean, it's got such a, a different vibe from everything that was kind of coming out in 2006. It was just, oh, it was yeah. interesting. Oh, yeah, definitely. And you said um, so you went to see them do um, the warm-up act, basically. And, uh, yeah, they were... I mean, they would, probably would be at that yeah, time. No, yeah, they're, they're, they're... yeah, yeah. Or... Yeah, I mean, they were definitely they were the openers, because they they, that album had just come out, and for the mm. most part, I think they were... Um, they either self-produced or they had just been picked up by Ferret Records. Um, it's kind of like that same about that time for them. So I mean, there wasn't a lot of um, hype around them. Definitely nothing like they have today. And there's no radio play, nothing like that going on. So it was all just their tours that were getting them out there at that point. Mm. All right, nice, awesome. That is a <laughs> that is a distinctive memory. You know, you mentioned about the like the, the lights the other way. You know. From the, on the on the stage, beaming up or underneath the mic, sorry, and beaming up, and that kind of campfire, that kind mm. of just something different. And I, I've always get I always like that vibe because they are a little bit different. And I don't know, I can relate to it. And I've always I've always loved them for that as well. Just being I don't know who yeah. they are. <laughs> just something different. You know, they're just they're just people at the end mm. of the day. I, I don't know. I just always vibe yeah. with them. But that's a great that's a great one. Two thousand and six. <laughs> wow, you're an OG. That is an OG OG memory. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Wow. yeah, I mean, I, I kind of want to say, like, I'm probably, well, I'm probably not one of the, but, like, one of the longer-lasting fans from the Southern California area, because every time they came around after that, I made sure I would grab tickets to see them. I think I only maybe missed them a, a handful of times. Yeah. Uh, one time they were touring with Fall of Troy, and they just completely sold out the venue before we could get there, and I stood out front trying to get tickets for it, but uh. ended up missing out on that one. But, yeah, no, every... Every time they come around, I would just like, all right, cool, get tickets, get tickets. So uh, they're playing here. They're going to play at the Troubadour. They're going to play at the Whiskey. They're going to play at Festival. They're playing at USC on their, like, a parking lot. So they're going to play at the Glass House in Pomona. All right, let's do this. Let's go for it. <laughs> That's brilliant, man, yeah. I'm so jealous of Americans because, you know, being British, they, they have come over here, but I've actually still not seen them. Unfortunately, I've just, with bad timing, not been able to catch them. Wow. And, uh, yeah, I know, I'm... <laughs> Since the pandemic as well, it's like, ooh, it's going to be a few more years delay, 
you know, since I've been able to like drive, yeah. start driving, and then it's like a bit more confident. Okay, I could definitely do this, and then, you know, <laughs> oh, and then the pandemic is like, oh, brilliant. Okay, so, um, yeah, definitely high on the agenda list. But um, yeah, no, I, 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 you said two thousand six. I'm a bit later. I'm a uh, twenty eleven. That's a that's kind of that's kind of when I first jumped in as like a, as a fan. Probably became a sort of super fan or a kind of higher tier fan maybe a few years later but yeah definitely with them um, in the mountain in the cloud uh jumps in at that point yeah but yeah i uh yeah, I, yeah. I, I don't know 2011 that's uh 2011 that's when they got picked up by atlantic record and uh yeah that's when they started getting a lot more um publicity because they actually mm. had a major label back in them at that point in time I remember actually sat there with my wife watching them at the Troubadour and uh, I think there was an Atlantic scout that was sitting right next to us and she was talking about how she kind of wanted to mm. almost fine-tune their appearance for at stage because at that point in time Johnny was almost playing in the same guise as um, Jim Morris from The Doors. He would never completely face the audience. He'd either nice. be at like a half cheat or almost with his back to the audience. And just completely rocking out, whether it was like he was shy or if it was just the persona he created for the stage. But yeah, it was it was great. I got so many old VHS, well not VHS tapes, but high eight tapes that we used to sneak uh, camcorders into these venues and just record all the shows. Oh mate, yeah, I, I, about about the thing with John as well. I mean, I'd be bloody scared as well to do that sort of thing. So I don't blame him for being like, <laughs> yeah, I'm just uh, I'm just gonna, you know. Just gonna face Jason. <laughs> it's probably yeah. a bit easier. Zach, what's going on there? You you do the talking. <laughs> you're the uh, you're oh, the Zach is definitely the talker of the band. <laughs> Through my time, I've always, I think I've watched. It's got to be almost every interview from like every like small like like outlet or station or things like that, and then you know time after time it's always it's always like zach and he's always during the pandemic he was always doing like podcasts and stuff like that it was like every couple of weeks it'd be a new one yeah, but um yeah no 2006 wow anyway um yeah excellent nice um so kevin what did, tell us a bit more about yourself then you said you live in southern california very nice you don't have to don't have to dox yourself don't worry i'm not <laughs> i'm not one of, <laughs> i'm not asking for a door number um, uh, yeah tell us uh, about yourself you do you know apart from, uh, apart from uh, visiting i guess like uh, yeah <laughs> I, i'm one of the type of people i guess you could call me like a a music junkie in a way um oh, nice. i grew up like obviously out here in southern california i am like 45 minutes away from the ever famous sunset strip and wow. uh, all through high school i actually used to do um street teaming and promoting for bands out there so i'd be popping in and out of like the key club the whiskey the troubadour um hanging out in the rainbow room going to the roxy going to the palladium just anything you could think of i started out with um uh metal labels uh like mm. roadrunner records and century media back in the day and then after I mean, it's kind of weird, but for there's a big change in the music scene after 9/11 uh, out here, where all that really heavy, aggressive, angry music kind of got pushed to the side. Uh, Clear Channel kind of really changed up a lot of the style for radio play and stuff like that. So you start to see kind of the fall of uh, metal and new metal and hardcore and all that stuff, and a rise of indie. And uh, from there. Uh, started hanging out with a bunch of friends that listened to the Mars Volta 
and right. created a huge musical family group out of the Mars Volta. We would travel everywhere to go see them, basically. Any chance we could, we would, just like Portugal, go see them. Uh, they became like my number one band to see until Portugal came along. And Portugal actually ended up surpassing the amount of times that I've seen the Mars Volta. And I've created almost that same family group through uh, Portugal by talking to different fans and meeting people on different boards and meeting up with them later on in real life and hanging out with them, going to shows. Uh, I think the last time we actually saw them, a group of us flew up to Colorado and saw them at the Red Rocks Amphitheater uh, doing oh, the latest tour, and that was just phenomenal. Oh, mate. Red Rocks, that's the, um, that's the outside kind of... It's quite a large... I, I might be getting... There's one in... Um, California as well. It's kind of very similar. I'm I'm getting confused between the two. Sorry, not not an American uh, stadium expert. I should brush up on that. But yeah. yeah, oh nice, nice. But they haven't released anything in. Are they? I think I don't want to call them done and dusted, but it's been a few years, hasn't it? So they they yeah, started before. The last, yeah, I mean the the last full album that they dropped um, was Evil Friends, I believe. Oh, no, no, no. Uh, you get mixed sorry, up. Woodstock 2017. <laughs> yeah, it's like, I said, like, yeah, I sometimes get a little mixed up. But yeah, no, Woodstock was the last full album. I'm, I'm, I'm in Volta. Uh, I was talking about them, sorry. No, I was talking about the oh, Volta. Volta. Yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> I'm less familiar. Oh, yeah, yeah, no, Volta, Volta's done. Yeah, Volta, uh, they got picked up on Maverick and, okay. like, the kind of psychedelic mystique that they had going for them kind of went out the window when they became a Grammy Award winning band. I think the last album they had was Nocturnicate, which was almost a complete departure from their just super energetic style that they used to have with the Last Nicomatorium, Francis the Mute, um, Mecha Amphitecture. No, um, Goliath. It was the Goliath album, I think. Mm. But yeah, uh, then they kind of split off. They had their own thing going for a while. Um, Omar, who's a phenomenal guitar player, if you've ever got a chance to see him, at the Omar Rodriguez uh, trio. Uh, what uh, Cedric had anti-mask going on. Uh, they got back together as At The Drive-In for a little while and actually uh, released, I think, a new album in the last couple of years as At The Drive-In. And oh, nice. bringing up the, like, the post-punk scene, I mean, it's really, really good for what it is. It's just, it's not the same. Um, there was a point when at Mars Volta, they had this huge wind section. So they had a brass section, they had um, wind instruments coming in, they had uh, super phenomenal drummers playing with them, just kind of off and on throughout the touring. And then one day we went to go see them and all of a sudden the brass section was missing. And it just almost lost that wall of sound. If you know what that is, that, that, that sonic wall of sound when you go see someone live and the music just hits you in full force, mm -hmm. it just kind of felt like it was almost lacking at that point in time. And this kind of almost felt like it was on a decline from there for the Volta. Oh man! Ah oh, well, cool. wow! Hell of a hell of a uh, career they've had then, I suppose. I mean, but yeah, it's it's good to see people you like come back during the pandemic and give things another go. I mean, yeah, definitely, definitely. Sounds uh, so I'm I'm not crazy familiar. I have to be honest. <laughs> They're not on my radar. But yeah. I'm, they they started when I was uh, pretty young. So <laughs> yeah. All oh, right. Nice. Anything else? Um. Any other like tidbits, anything about yourself? Uh, that the people know. <laughs> mm, 
Uh, I don't know. I mean, it, not much to say. I mean, I, I work in international banking now. I've been, you know, going on 37. I've been in the music scene since I was about 14, 15. And mm. that's where I, I've always wanted to be in the music scene. I bounced around to a couple different labels doing A&R stuff. But it unfortunately doesn't pay very well unless you're really, really close in with some of the higher ups. Mm. Um, and every now and then, I, I still get myself out there and make myself friends with some members of bands or people from labels or people that do promotions and stuff like that. And I, I do what I can to try and just get out and help bands, just whatever I can do. If I become friends with them, I'll sit there and stand out the show, stand outside after the show and hand out, you know, like sampler CDs and things like that, pass along stickers go to parties and put on music for my friends. Like, oh, you guys got to listen to this one. Oh, no, no, check out this band. Oh, you guys got to listen to this one. This one's going to be a really great album. Oh, we got a leak of the new album. Come here and check this one out. Things like that, you know. Anything you can do to promote the music you like and get it out to as many ears as you possibly can always helps out the bands. And I know a lot of bands really appreciate it because that's kind of how they, that's their bread and butter for the most part. It's, it's word of mouth. And it's kind of something that we've lost a little bit with recent um, recent years. I think that's that's yeah, as well. Yeah, the, uh, you know, it's, yeah, it's the advent of digital yeah. and all that stuff. <laughs> a, li- a little yeah, bit. I came yeah. up in this part of like Napster. <laughs> yeah, sorry, Napster. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, <laughs> not sorry. <laughs> no, um, no, definitely. I, uh, I remember. Um, oh gosh, yeah. I, uh, I don't know. <laughs> I had a train of thought there for a moment. Sorry. Um, no, that's, that's, that sounds cool though, man. Honestly, just uh, getting involved though with something you love. I think it's, I think as any human being, yeah. you have to you have to jump for any opportunity you have to take and just jump on board to um, you know just really just I don't know, enjoy do what you do what you love because before you know it, yeah. it's too late or you'll have regrets, you know, or this that and the other. And like for me, I mean, I know it's nothing complete, but just for example, like I've had the plan to do this podcast for about a year. I was sat at home during the pandemic last year. We were in another lockdown. And I thought, you know what? No one's done this. No one's done, like, a fan thing. And I saw um, I saw a group of guys do a... Uh, start a Daft Punk one, actually. Um, nice. This, yeah, like, it was it was three mates. They did it. They recorded it. So much more professional than this. <laughs> and I was listening to it, and I'm like, that's such a great idea, just to have, like, buddies just, like, gather around and, like, talk about the band and memories and everything and I was like I think why couldn't I give that a go and here I am you know I bought an okay microphone I'm here I'm recording and this will be up hopefully very soon on like on the internet just for people to enjoy just for free you know um yeah and I was like yeah I just like again this this community the PTM one I mean whether you're on Twitter you know as suspect as that website is you know Reddit the Discord the Discord is great um yeah, I don't know. It just feels like a really hearty community, and like all the comments are always so good, and the people always like. I mean, today in the, in in the Discord chat, just to give people reference, you're going in putting in like, oh, let me just let me show off some of my like posters and everything, and I'm like, man, these look really cool. <laughs> I have to be honest, I'm quite jealous of them. Like the penultimate one as well. That, yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> John just looks so evil in that one. Sorry, sorry, audio listeners. <laughs> Oh man, that's awesome! I, yeah, I do no, love them actually. Nothing, yeah, 
And I, like, that's one of my things. I used to like always buy t-shirts and all that stuff at concerts, but I started running out of room in my closet. And I just can't <laughs> throw my t-shirts away from all the shows I've been to. So now I end up going, if, uh, every time I try to go to a concert, uh, mm. every time I do go to a concert, the first thing I look for is if there's a poster. And I'll usually yeah. grab that instead. So recently I had to buy a huge flat storage file just because my poster collection is just over the top. I've got the whole Primus collections from tours. I've got a whole bunch of Portugal ones. I've got um, what Prince one from Coachella oh, years nice. and years ago. Wow. Uh, just like yeah, I, I'm, I love collecting art. I actually have my Misfits one from when I saw that I flew up in New Jersey and saw the Misfits play uh, for their part of the reunion back in 2018. And I've got that one sitting right above my computer. I've got uh, Mars Volta hanging above my mantle. I, I can look to my left and I got a Pussifer one, which is one of Tool's side projects over my other side. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I just I love music. I'm actually gonna be taking my uh, niece and nephew to their first concert coming up um, next month. We're gonna go see Weird Al. Oh, nice! <laughs> I'm to see Weird Al ever since I was a oh, little kid. Right. We had a chance to go see him. I love that they collab. He collabed with them, PTM. Oh man, completely like several times actually now. Oh, one or two of them. Yeah. I, I think it even surprised Johnny. He's like looking over and definitely doing like a live show, and he's like. Oh man, that's a that's weird out. He's <laughs> just jamming out with us. That might have been a Zach memory, but still, they both love him. I mean, it's just. I know. I, I love the feel. It still remix he does with the accordion over the top. <laughs> the like, accordion. That's, uh, that's definitely different. It's <laughs> definitely something that I can expect to hear on a, a Portugal song. <laughs> <laughs> what do you expect to hear? I mean, I mean, it's it's 2022. We're in May. You know, it's been God, almost five years to Woodstock, from Woodstock. Yeah. I feel like we're uh, we're getting there. It's coming. I think like the next project yeah. is coming. It's got to be. It's got to be soon. I mean, it, it kind of feels like they changed up their style throughout the years. Um, mm. And the the first album that they had, Waiters, was like I said, just kind of like a really super unique sound. I remember talking to Rich, uh, their manager, uh, mm. a couple years back, and he's like, uh, I didn't like how that first album came out because it almost had like the garage sound to it, like it, it wasn't cleaned up, it was kind of almost underproduced. But that was one of the things that I really loved about that album was that kind of almost um, do-it-yourself style because that that takes me back to my punk roots in a way, yeah. uh, being able to. <laughs> Put, put out something that it's not commercialized, it's not overdone, it's not like for a time there, every freaking album out there had auto-tune and auto-correct, it's like, yeah. you really have to write into it anymore, you can just put it through a computer and have it cleaned up. And yeah. then they followed up with uh, what the, that uh, really psychedelic single track that they broke down for It's Complicated Being a Wizard. Well. And, Let's not. Uh, yeah. to hold you, Kevin. But I don't want to. I don't want to ruin the rest of the episode. As we're, you know, hopefully, if I titled this correctly, we're going to be looking back at the kind of the first half, the sort of the early days up to you know before before 2010. I feel like that's a good. And yeah. then the next episode after this, we'll hopefully do after that to present day, a little bit of the future as well. So it's not like completely go down the rabbit hole. I want to save some of that for later. <laughs> I will. Uh, <laughs> you're keen. I like it. Um, definitely one point to pick up on that. I've always found that they are kind of genreless, and I think John said that as yeah. well. They want to stay genreless. They want to stay agile. They want to just do what feels right, and it's just you know, do what's best for them, kind of thing. You know, I don't, well, maybe not best for them, but <laughs> do it. I don't know. Just just play music and just have fun with it. I mean, they're mates and they just jam out. So 
Yeah. Oh yeah, dude. Like, you can totally tell when they're up on stage, they love what they're doing. They they have that cohesiveness in a way, and they get banter. They'll hang out after the show with their mm. fans. They'll be walking around before the show. Like most bands, like once they get to a huge status, they just basically they vanish off of the green room or they're hanging out on their bus. Zach's usually like walking around talking to people. Johnny's kind of somewhere in the crowd at some point in time or <laughs> somewhere near the front of the stage. And they're approachable too, which is one of the best things about them. Because mm. uh, that was one of the things when I was growing up in the music scene, there were some artists that you just you couldn't approach because they carried that air of, you know, I'm better than you. Uh, mm. I'm the reason that everyone's here at the show right now. I never got that vibe from these guys. These guys were always like, you guys are here to see us and we're appreciative of it. <laughs> yeah, no, no, yeah, I definitely get that vibe as well. Um, absolutely, absolutely. They, uh, they definitely don't strike me down as, uh, you know, arrogant at all or anything like that. And, I mean, I've, I've never had the pleasure of meeting him or any of them. I know, I know Zoe's from England, but, you know, it's not that small of a country. Come on. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yes. From Sheffield, I'm from, uh, I'm from down south. So uh, there's a bit of a... It's a couple of hundred miles in between. So, uh, yeah. But, uh, yeah I'd, I'd love to... Honestly, if they did, like, three or four shows in London, I'd be all over that. Probably maybe one of the Midlands as well. I'd have to go. I just have to because again, yeah. can't miss out on these opportunities. Plus, I've got to make up for lost time. You know, we got you know, Chris. <laughs> Chris last episode, who's like even more hardcore as well. It's just another hardcore member, and he's seen them, you know, something like thirty times. I think he said yourself, you've been to see them every opportunity you have, and you know, I'm just so jealous. It's, honestly, yeah. I mean, the fact that people keep coming back as well just shows that they're good, you know. And I don't know. Just <laughs> you want more. I'm just, oh, just so jealous. Exactly. Hopefully, hopefully soon. Hopefully, I don't know. I think they'll probably do. They're mainly touring in America at the moment. They're about to. They're, are they finished or are they bound to finish? Uh, I am not sure. I unfortunately haven't um, been able to catch up a lot on this last tour because I know that they're actually they've been doing the opening for Alt J and. I know a lot of people are into all but that was never my cup of tea. It was kind of a little, a little off for me, so I ended up missing that tour. They played uh, the Staples Center out here, which I think is probably one of the biggest indoor indoor venues that they played in oh, California shit. area. That stadium yeah. is massive, isn't it? Is it is it still called the Staples Center at the time of recording? I think I think they changed no. its name. Is <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. No, I, I know what you mean. Crypto, Crypto.com Arena, and it's like, oh, it's such a horrible name. We're not sponsored, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> my uh, my <laughs> local football team got bought out by some guys who were uh, interested in crypto, and it's uh, it's definitely opened my eyes up again to it. It's like, okay, <laughs> um, got to take it yeah. on the chin. But anyway, yeah, excellent. That's, oh, man, that's so cool, yeah. And then, you know. Yeah, the guys got involved in doing crypto too with their their rally coin that's it that yeah about artists and stuff like that. that was really cool i mean that that went up huge last year i mean somehow yeah. it just got like, this massive hype and like the coin was almost selling for almost i want to say maybe like twenty dollars Nice. So I mean, they that, they they hit it big. I mean, it's kind of taking a re a recess lately, but that's kind of just the unfortunately the economy in general. Yeah. I mean, all cryptos kind of take a, a little bit of a dive, but I, I'm holding on to mine. I'm waiting for that next album to come out. I'm hoping that's going to give it another little boost once that hits because mm -hmm. 
the hype behind it that kind of gives it the drive, you know? Absolutely. Yeah, and I, th- I feel like I feel like since they've had Feel It Still, I feel like people will be like, okay, it's the people who did this. Okay, more people will come. More people will be paying attention. More people will go, oh, yeah, I mean, we'll get into the, the next load of topics, but, like, they were on Ellen, you know, in the last week. I mean, that wouldn't have happened yeah. when you were, when you were, you know. I mean, when you watch them in... um. SoCal and uh, they were warming up for that Dredge band. Was it? Was it? Sorry, I'm really bad. Yeah. Do you ever think they'd be uh, on Dredge? Yeah. Dredge, yeah. I mean, do you think they'd be on Ellen? No. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh man. I mean, honestly, I I had I, I never really expect. Uh, well, I mean, yeah, you kind of expect bands to get some TV play and stuff like that. Cause I remember it was um, when People Say came out. There was a channel out here called Fuse. Mm. Or it used to be Spike TV, and it's kind of like the extreme music channel. I've heard of, I've heard I guess, of Spike. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So they were on there doing a couple of their songs, and right. like that was almost their first, um, I, almost one. I want to say like one of their first live TV show appearances to do something like that. Yeah. And then I saw them on Conan O'Brien. I saw them on Jimmy Kimmel. And mm. uh, no, I think they did the Jimmy Fallon show at one point. Yeah, 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 definitely. They also yeah. did... Um... Yeah. And then, yeah, I mean... Sorry, yeah? Oh, go on, Kevin. Sorry. No, I was going to say, I mean, for, for them to get to, like, Ellen, because Ellen is, it's... Uh, Pretty mainstream. A little bit more, since it's kind of like that daytime, and a lot more mainstream, and it yeah. also hits kind of an older audience, too, because it's almost like, you know, modern-day Oprah in a whole way. A <laughs> <laughs> little bit. Yeah. Oh, honestly, I'm just, I'm just super glad. I mean, you know... Uh, hey, they might not be, they, you know... They're like, wow, okay, we can we can play music on TV. It's like, okay, <laughs> we're just like some guys from Alaska. I know that's I know that's what Zach would say. We'd just be like, yeah, we, all right, we'll do that. <laughs> we're definitely not yeah. like, crapping ourselves, but um, <laughs> definitely. Oh, but yeah, I just yeah. The only claim to fame they had from their city out of Wasala was the fact that uh, Sarah Palin was from there, and then she has a big controversial. Yep political careers so i was like yeah we're, we're gonna separate ourselves from that one and make us all know more for the music and the band you know positive vibes instead i love zach's story about the um the skate park and the graffiti the fact that he was like yeah. going up against it, was, it definitely was going up against sarah palin wasn't it it wasn't like she was on like the team or the board or something but yeah it was basically like, <laughs> like oh man damn <laughs> that's pretty cool i mean <laughs> Yeah, Alaska. I, oh, man, beautiful place. Beautiful place. Anyway, um, yeah. also with uh, other recent stuff, um, Kevin, have you ever seen Diners? Is it Diners, Drive-ins, and Dives? By any chance? Yeah. You ever seen yeah. That show? Yes. It, yes, I have. Do you know, do you know who hosts yes? that show? Uh, Guy Fieri, right? Guy Fieri, yeah. Yeah. Up, has he been up too much any Welcome recently? To town, guys. <laughs> um, I don't know if Diners Dragon Dies is still around, but I know he's actually. Uh, I know he's still around. In a lot of ways. <laughs> well, I, yeah, I know that he's still around for sure, but I don't know if his show's still around. But I know that he's. I mean, he's kind of like a humanitarian oh. in a way. Um, he's. Sorry, Kevin. Sounds like you've got like a. Is... Sounds like you've got like an engine or something about to erupt. <laughs> oh, there we go. It's just gone out there. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> ah, sorry. sorry about that. I might have just been leaning back a little too far from the mic. Yeah, but no. Like, um, I know that he he's kind of a he's almost like a humanitarian in, in a way. He's a really mm. big advocate for the LGBT community. Um, oh, nice. Always point, good. Always good. He did like 
he did a huge ceremony for um, same-sex couples to do like a mass wedding for them. And he's like he's a really cool guy, like all around. He just looks like the dude from Smash Mouth, which is funny. Okay, confused when I see him on TV. I was like, oh, it's guy. Oh no, no, it's guy from It's not the guy from Smash Mouth. Mm. <laughs> but yeah, like he's he brings out. Um, Especially with the diners, drives, and dives, there's a couple uh, spots out in my local area that he did uh, one of those shoots oh, at. Nice. I love eating. I'm a foodie in a way. Uh, I'm probably <laughs> gonna become completely obese one day from all the ways that I like eating and not working out on the backside. But I'll look for these places that he hits up if they're little holes in the walls. Like, all right, cool. So yeah, this one looks good. Let's go check this place out and hit it up here. And I saw that recently. Uh, was that like a festival they were at? Where yeah, they're, was they're on stage somewhere. Yeah, that's yeah. right. <laughs> passing out drinks. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I know. It's just again a bit like Ellen's. Like, it just shows you how far they've come. Really, that they're kind of they're there in the forefront. And you know, I mean, yeah, it's just it's just crazy to see. It's like, ah, oh, you know, I can relate to that. You know, it's something you could show someone who isn't a fan of, like, oh yeah, he knows that he's a big fan. I mean, um, yeah. Yeah, I, I just. I mean, they're pushing on like a, they're pushing on an almost twenty year career at this point in time, and they're still be going strong and making waves. I mean, that's good for them. That's something that a lot of bands couldn't do, and they're still riding that wave and getting the recognition that they uh, deserve. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't, I don't think they're done. I mean, it's been, it's been sixteen years now. I want to say, and they probably did. They'll probably count a little bit of anatomy for ghosts, so that couple of years. So yeah, they're pretty much twenty years. Yeah, no, it's kind of crazy, but yeah. it's been, you know, I mean, they've all said releasing an album a year is probably not the way to go. You know, not to practice, but they were like, you know, it was a good way of practicing for them. Um, yeah. Yeah. No. <laughs> right. uh, I know. I, I had a conversation with someone about that on one of the Reddit boards where we were talking. It was like they missed the days of pushing out an album a year because I mean that was really cool for a while. But one of the things you got to think about is if you, especially when it comes to art, because music is art, mm. you can't force it. If you force it, that's how you end up with junk that it's either commercial or it doesn't carry the sound they want. Um, like they had a, a full album recorded at one point in time that I think Johnny kind of ended up scrapping because he didn't feel it was the sound that they wanted and ended up recording almost an entirely new album after that, put that one out instead. Would that be Doomin' and Gloomin'? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, there's there's gonna be uh I think they're happy to like just move on and you know, tracks have kind of evolved. I think if you look at like Woodstock as well, you could definitely tell like there's some there's some names, there's some titles on that, I mean that definitely have been, you know, taken from uh Doomin' and Gloom probably. I say Assuming, yeah. I mean, you take a song like uh, Mr. Lonely featuring Fatlip, um, probably that sounds like something that would be on something called Doomin' and Gloomin'. I'm just gonna make an assumption. Um, I could be, I could be well off, but you know. yeah. Well, from what I heard, Doom and Gloomin' was almost gonna be a double album where one was gonna be uh, a rock side mm. and then the other side was gonna be more a hip hop inspired side. So I could totally mm. see if uh, Mr. Lonely was pulled from that hip hop side. Yeah, and like yeah. I, I love Farside. Farside's such a great group, and Fat Lip, The Loneliest Punk, was such an amazing album. <laughs> I saw them play at the Palladium, and Fat Lip was actually doing a DJ set to open up for Portugal. And I oh, caught nice. Fat Lip walking around the crowd afterwards. I was like, gave him some props. Like, dude, dude, 
The Loneliest Punk is such a great album. Girl, if you look good, can you cook? You know, he's always like, yeah, you know what's up. I'm like, okay, that's cool. Yeah, thanks, appreciate it. Like, being able to get back to the fans from, or like appreciation from an artist to a fan, it, it makes me want to see them even more, you know? Mm. Oh man, yeah, definitely. <laughs> and uh, something else, a little bit of a little bit of a tidbit. I'm not sure we'll quite call it news, but um, there's been some edits. There's been some what me worry edits. There's been some remixes. There's been some people's takes on it. Kind of been putting them up on social media. Seen it on YouTube. Seen it on you know on Twitter, on Instagram, all, all those apps. Um, yeah, what are, are they just? Are they just having fun? Is John just having fun? Kevin, what's going on? <laughs> I think he was having fun. Um, Cause I know I think was uh, the latest one is the LP. Uh, I'm probably completely masking the name, but uh, Gyobi or Gyobi. Oh, I think. Yeah, I mean it's a uh, it's pretty decent. It's uh, definitely a different take on it. It kind of gives it more of like a um, like a clubby vibe in a way. It's more mm. dancey, and because that song was, that song's really dancey to start off with, but that one. It, Something when you want to start. Yeah, 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 okay. Sorry about that, everyone. Just had a bit of a technical issue on my end. I do apologise. <laughs> Incident with that. <laughs> we talked about um, we talked about John uh, messing around, you know, putting out some of these edits, then some collabs coming out. Maybe just a little bit of hype fire, maybe for the new album. What do you uh, what do you overall think about it, then, Kevin? I think it's a good way to get it out there because I mean they're giving us their original track that they're putting out and then they're letting everyone get their hands on it and you know give us their own take on it and see how it kind of uh, I guess folds out from there so you can see how they're interacting with their fans and other artists too and how different genres are kind of starting to have effects on their albums and things like that Uh, and it's really cool because it's giving them this almost um, like a matrix style approach to their music where they're not just sticking with their style, they're encouraging other people to put their own style on it too and take certain songs and expand them further than what they originally had. Really, really cool. Mm, definitely. And um, recently they did a uh, they did a show at the, uh, the Big Room in Columbus, Ohio, I think, somewhere around there. They put it up on YouTube, the uh, the, the radio station that was doing, 92.9 FM. It's a good little 20-minute 20 like 20 set. You get, like, a nice kind of this, a couple of songs in there. They do What Me Worry. They end with Purple, Yellow, Red, and Blue. So, obviously, I was interested. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah. No, I thought it was, a, it was a good little set. But, yeah, they're definitely trying to, you know, build up that hype fire. Um, but I, I mentioned that because at the end, they're like, oh, so... Uh, When's the album coming? And, and Zach's like, "Well, summer." And John's like, "Well, I think it's late. I think it's late summer." And it's like, "Oh, brilliant!" <laughs> just teasing us. Just play it. Uh, yeah. Well, I heard they're also doing a, a new song on there. I think it's called "Grim," I believe. And I have not had a chance to hear that one. But I mean, if it's going to carry on with that same uh, vibe of what me worry, I, I it's going to be a banger for sure. Mm. I'm enjoying it. I've I definitely. I'm warming more and more and more to it and enjoying it the more I'm hearing what me worry and I'm like 
I could take an album, you know, 15 tracks like this, or you know, 12 to 15, as kind of rumoured before, um, <laughs> that I definitely weaseled out of John on the Reddit one time, like, how, so how many songs are there? And he was like, oh, there's about, there's about 14 to 15. Um, that could obviously change. Yeah. I mean, things change, you know, it's been, it's, God, probably almost two years since that happened. But yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a little bit of a claim to fame. But um, yeah, anyway, <laughs> what, keeping the hype fire. I like it. I'm, I'm happy with it. And, uh, I mean, if you want to release the album, go for it, guys. Go for yeah. it. I'm ready. I'm ready. I think a lot of us are ready. <laughs> but, you know. Yeah, I mean, I sat there. I did the saving of the video on YouTube. And I brought the on my TV. And I had the whole countdown going on. And I was in there ready to watch it. I was like, all right, cool. Let's do this. Let's watch this live as soon as it comes out. And it just it hit me, man. I was like, damn, this is a great freaking track. It gets you up. It gets you moving. It's just like, it just grabs you and makes you want to dance in a way, which is amazing for them to be able to continue to do that through all their albums <laughs> yeah i again i like it more more of the same looking forward to it so uh early summer late summer autumn or <laughs> sometime fall. eventually this year <laughs> this year please <laughs> we've been patient um yeah we're gonna be a little bit more patient but yeah hopefully uh hopefully not too soon okay now when on to the kind of the the main meat and potatoes of the episode, something I wanted to jump into, the, the main topic, was um, kind of the first half of PTMs, basically going down the venture. But I don't want to, like, dabble too much on everything, Kev. If there's something you want to, like, speak on or like, jump in or have, like, a memory about something, I mean, we can start off with, we've already mentioned it, uh, Way to You Vultures, um, 2006. Yeah. The first official yeah. <laughs> release. Um, <laughs> I mean, what should we do with this? Should we say favorite track of the album and then maybe like uh oh. but we can go both ways well we do that for, for each one and then we can talk about it how about that that'd be a good little one so uh yeah we can roll with that okay i mean waiters just it's so hard to actually just pick a single one off that album i mean a m80 the wolves is great chicago is amazing kill me the king Tommy, horsewarming party mm. uh, my favorite thing about that album was actually when they would tour and play that album because they would just be playing jam sessions. Yes. Yes. You, if they play for like an hour and a half and you get like five songs stretched out in that hour and a half and they flow (laughs) between the songs, they pick up a rear and then drop it back in. Then they mix in some other influences. They play some Beatles in the middle of it, some Helter Skelter and this come right back into playing the album again. It's like, Oh man, it just, it was amazing. And then there, the EP that they dropped during that point, the Devil Say I, I Say Air, uh, the Devil. If you ever got a chance to see that, oh live, yes, oh no, not live, live. It. Yeah, that was probably one of my favorite songs to have them play live. Oh, it was, really, it, it would grab the crowd, and everyone would just be completely hypnotized when it came down to that song. Oh, nice. And <laughs> but yeah, then I remember um, we caught them touring with i think it was a kk and the weather underground i believe was the name of the band and that's when they started doing um i think the recording for it's complicated being a wizard where it's that one what 20 minute something long track that they ended up breaking down into all those different tracks and i mean they never toured for that one live but that album is just great i I have to have it on vinyl and i'll just throw it on every now and then if i just need something to chill out to because it's kind of got like that ambient feel and it's kind of got like a psychedelic feel to it and it kind of just flows in and out of these different vibes and just it 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 was really 
an amazing album and i don't think they could ever make a translation of it to a live show as it was just very almost abstract in a way almost like an avant album in comparison mm. to uh waiter you vultures which had a little bit of structure for each of those songs i mean that was a freaking amazing and uh i remember when church mouth came out uh mm. we saw them open up for poison the well at, which is i don't know if you've ever heard them they're um a no, hardcore no. band you know like hardcore in a way and yeah i mean they toured with some interesting groups back in the day <laughs> but uh we met up with them after the show and we were hanging out in their van which they called the red beast is like just this eco liner like probably 350 van and johnny has an ipod he's like hey guys do you want to hear the new album we don't have any names for any of the tracks yet but here check this out <laughs> it just brings out his ipod and lets us plug our headphones into it and oh, just starts no scrolling way. through the tracks I'm like dude this is freaking amazing because it almost takes on this like uh like a soul um like soul motown feel in a way mm. and it is just so so good Odd. the whole way through yeah. we're just like checking out all these new tracks before they're even hitting the studio or um hitting the uh main mastering of them in a way mm. Oh, that that was Church Mouth, right? Yeah. Yeah, man. I I really like Church Mouth. As I mentioned on the previous episode, yeah, big fan, big fan. Um, but yeah. Uh, so you were in the van. Did they have the rice, the rice maker in there? <laughs> was it in there? So the I famous don't even one? remember. I just uh, I just know the van <laughs> smelling and farting in it all day. <laughs> oh, 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 man, that's grim. But um, yeah, not to not yeah, to jump I mean, too that... far. Oh, sorry, go on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was just say like that. That van became kind of like an icon amongst among uh, their old fans and stuff like that. Because every time we'd show up to a venue, we'd look to find the Red Beast, and we'd just like, all right, cool, it's over there. Let's go squeeze over there real quick. They're probably hanging out in the van. Maybe we'll go talk to them afterwards. They'll be hanging out. It's like sleeping in that van, watching like tell them toys, hearing them tell stories about sleeping in the van and just everything they had to do to get up to the point where before they even got a tour bus. And all the times it broke down, all the things that happened to the van, just all the crazy stuff that's gone on. And it's like, I did, it, that van was a little subcosmos of the band itself in yeah. a way. They would, and everything that they represented. Yeah. <laughs> they would tour in it and they would live in it while they were obviously yeah, on the tour. Which exactly. It, it definitely wasn't fit for living from what I've heard about it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, yeah. But yeah, I remember I've heard stories about like they were just... They were, they're basically just touring and then taking the money from the shows and like maybe someone would give them a pizza or something like that and then like um just making rice every night really boring but you know that's uh yeah that's that's why i mentioned the rice maker it's just um yeah little little memory little memory but um yeah again it's just great to see how far they've come that you know they used to have to you know pay for those shows gas money from doing the previous night's show and just yeah, <laughs> but um, it's like just keep rolling it over just to keep the van yeah, on the road. <laughs> yeah, just <laughs> like a little challenge. <laughs> How long can we keep this rust bucket going? Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, no, picking it back up. You were talking about uh, Church Mouth a little bit, yeah. Yeah, I mean, Church Mouth is such a great album. Mm. I think off of that one, um, probably my favorite song is uh, "Telling Tellers Telling Me." Oh, I mean, that's just such a great okay. track. Hmm. It's not that well, yeah, I wouldn't, then, I wouldn't uh, normally go for that one, but that is a good Yeah. I'm, uh, again, I really like it. So. <laughs> ten, ten, I mean, ten, it's ten. a great album through and through. And my wife really loves, uh, I think it's um, Sleeper. Is it? Uh, 
it the bottom or sleeper sleeper sleepers sleeping sleep that's where it, sleeping, it starts off yeah, sleeping sleepers sleeping sleep, sleepers sleep yeah summer came and i lost my shoes it's like okay that's a interesting it's a great way to start into a song and then just kind of has a little funk flow through the rest of it it's really good yeah. then uh yeah and then uh what censored colors came out after that one yes yeah, and censored, i remember censored yeah 2008 yeah, their, um, what was it, their tour, not their touring, um, kind of the promotion for it, they had uh, a media pack that they put out to a bunch of their fans where they gave them the option to um, wheat paste. They gave them a bunch of wheat paste stuff to put up uh, the monkey faces and stickers and all that too that they had on the, uh, the gatefold from the record. Oh, really? And that was just really cool because they're like, they're basically kind of encouraging their fans to get out there and do guerrilla marketing for them, <laughs> which a lot of people actually were able to do, which is really cool. No way, I've never heard of this. <laughs> That's brilliant. Oh, wow. Yeah. I mean, I, I got to pull out my vinyl because I'm pretty sure I still have a couple of those weed paste ones that instructions on how to make your own weed paste and how to go out and brush up the walls and put them up there and then put the ne- next layer on top of that to fill that one in. And, I mean, that whole album also is just another really just start to finish great album. Uh, colors, back down, out and in, in and out. Oh, yeah. uh, Never please, sit back and dream. Hard times, just the way that Johnny's voice hits on hard times is so good. Yeah, I, I again, they, yeah, uh, yeah. Lay me back down. I really like. I don't know the opener. <laughs> That's a real like easy one to go for, but I don't know. It just feels like a. I don't know. And they actually did a music video that was. Uh, not their f- definitely not the first because they had the AKA M80 and the Wolf which was like a student project I believe I think it was like a university project or something someone made for them or like they were doing it but yeah. lay me back down that is a weird video they're out in like they're out in the desert I'm not really sure what's going on there's people running around <laughs> they're they, well, we're not really sure um yeah, that's crazy time. Yeah, sense of colours, man. <laughs> God, yeah. Yeah, and then uh, I mean, after that, they followed that one up with uh, the Satanic Satanists, which yes. again is I that one. Um, people say was kind of what started really driving them into more of that mainstream yeah. area where they started getting a lot more recognition from people out there. Because, I mean, it had that political tone to it. Mm. Um, it got them some, uh, like I said, that was the one that I first saw them do the kind of a live show when they were on Spike TV or Fuse TV, whatever it was back in the time. And it was, excuse me, it was really, really good. And from that album, I mean, my favorite song off that album, as weird as it is, is Lovers in Love. Just that almost kind of like mm-hmm. disco feel to that song. Just It makes me just, every time I hear it, I have to get up and I have to move and I got to shake myself around a little bit. Because it just, it pumps you so full of energy in that, the vibe that it puts off. It's you, just so, so good. You love a track three. I think everyone you mentioned is like the third track so far that you really like. <laughs> it's quite funny. Yeah, no, um... Yeah. I've actually, I've actually not just said, but um, I'll just mention quickly that, uh, yeah, Satanic. It's probably, I don't want to say it's probably not my least, probably not the least favorite, but it's definitely one where I'm like, okay, it's, yeah, I, I like it, but is it my favorite? No, it's probably not. It's probably on slightly lower on the spectrum. I find it a little bit too, maybe a little bit. They were trying to do something a little bit mainstream. I don't know, maybe a little bit more pop and definitely. 
definitely less like hard rock, a little less metal on the album. I'm like, I don't know if I like it as much, but there is some good stuff on there to be fair, and I do like the feel. And um, yeah, I don't know that sort of everyone is golden, let you down, mornings kind of ending to it is just so just I don't know. It really hits for me. It's really dramatic, and it almost like pulls at the heartstrings a little bit for me. I just find yeah. it very, um, yeah. I find it quite a, not emotional, but it's like quite hard hitting. Like John, he's telling a story, you know, like things about like I don't know. It's just, <laughs> yeah. Anyway, <laughs> just the, just thought I'd share yeah. that. <laughs> I don't know about you, but yeah. like, hey, yeah, morning, yeah, mornings. His voice is just so soulful as he mm. sings into it, and it's like, yeah, it definitely is one that if you're kind of having like a bad day, it's one of those songs that you can put on and it's it's almost like a relatable song where it'll bring you out of a funk just being able to connect with the music in a way i guess you could say hmm. yeah and then uh i mean that one and then they put out the that acoustic version of it too uh the majestic, the majestic majesty the majestic majesty yeah yep. <laughs> the acoustic. which was like a great take on that one because that was almost just like them stripping down and like hanging out before they'd go into the studios, you know, pulling out the acoustic guitars and just sounds like, all right, cool. So let's see, we're going to write the song and see how it sounds. So it almost gives you, that almost gives you a feel of what the precursor to the full recording actually is before they hit the studio on it, which is, yeah. again, just like such a great take on the band and how they put their music out and let people get insight and in how two things are done for them. Mm. A little bit of behind, I, I love it. It's a so little good. bit of like how the sausage is made, a little bit behind the curtain kind of thing. Like, okay, here's a little. A little something extra. I mean, I mean, we've gone through. <laughs> exactly. I mean, we've gone through. You know, waiter, wizard, church mouth, scented colors, satanic Satanism, majestic majesty. It's almost in three and a half years. That's a lot of content. They were like, they were busy. They were definitely, as we mentioned earlier, they were pumping out stuff pretty often at this point. You know, obviously. You oh, yeah, get... they were just knocking album out after album after album. I know. <laughs> and then it was, uh, I mean, that was coming up all the way into um, uh, American Ghetto right before. I think American Ghetto was the last album they did before they got signed onto Atlantic. And it seems to me kind of like American Ghetto is almost like a forgotten album for most people because it was oh, the yeah. last album that they put out on their own in like their, their own production style before taking on um in the mountains in the clouds which yeah. you know they had the music videos for that they had atlantic pumping it atlantic took over their message board and kind of like changed up uh like their fan interaction in a way it went from um the fans actually kind of running the boards to atlantic having a little control over the boards and uh, a little bit more control on how their marketing and everything was done at that point in time because i mean just american ghetto was another just great album pusher party fantastic pace yes. uh everything about that album is still like one of my favorite and like it just it's kind of sad that a lot of people almost forget about it because it's I, I, i'm gonna it have to hold my hand much i'm gonna have to hold my hand up here it's probably the um not chronologically i mean I heard Woodstock, and then I heard American Ghetto afterwards, and that was probably the, like... So American Ghetto was, like, probably the newest, I'd say, more, you know, one that I've heard all the way through. I kind of slept on it a little bit, because it was, again, before In the Mountains, so a little bit before my time, I wasn't too familiar with it, and then, like, years later, you're like, okay, let's actually 
dig back a bit deeper. It's probably a little bit. It's probably actually before Woodstock. I can't. I can't quite remember the yeah. exact year, but it was definitely a lot later. I was like, "Oh, what's this? You know, another another one." <laughs> you know, definitely this year in that, that era. But um, yeah, I mean, yeah, American ghetto. Yeah, I know. I I can't. I don't know if I have a favorite on here to be honest. But yeah, like Pusher's Party, they're all good. There's some good stuff on there. When the war ends, just I don't. Have to, I don't know. It just kind of sounds like a blend of combination of a little bit of a little bit of what they've done previously all right at the end just like one just one nice like you know yeah i get you saying kind of like a, a yeah. culmination of yeah. like, their different styles just bringing them all together to make it sound a little bit good it, it's yeah it's such a <laughs> like i said it's such a great album one of those ones that i can still put on and just listen to start to finish without being any songs and just enjoy every single one all the way through definitely and um yeah i'm not to not to put the uh not to put the barriers up or anything but yeah in the mountain evil friends would start and then you know the next project as well after that we'll uh i'll probably go into yeah. that a bit deeper but yeah have you got any got any memories or any anything you want to share about them just quickly i mean the other three albums yeah i mean uh so when in the mountains in the clouds came out uh, I remember when they actually started premiering the video for um, what was it? Got it all and so uh, American. There was one for that where they're just like chatting. Yeah. they're like at a campfire yeah. or something. Yeah, yeah, which was really cool because it almost felt like a play on. There's an old um, poem out there called "The Cremation of Sam McGee." Uh, you'll get. You'll probably have to look it up. Um, but it, it gave me that vibe about it. And it was interesting because at that point in time when that album came out, they, uh, I saw them at the House of Blues Disneyland of all kind of the weird places. Oh, oh my. <laughs> um, before we even started, they premiered the video at the show and then came out and started playing, which was just like kind of a bizarre way to put it out there. But I mean, it, was, it worked for them. And that album kind of when it hit changed their live show a little bit for me because like i said it was the first album when they were on atlantic and i don't know if there was like maybe a contract relation that I had to go through where they had to play the album to hype it live to get this album sales going out there but it kind of felt like they started taking back the jams and actually just playing a little bit more of the songs in their entirety and just giving me all right cool so now we get a showcase of the songs but we're not getting those jam sessions. You're getting, you know, 15 song sets instead of five song sets. So mm. it was it was interesting to change of the live show at that point in time. I mean, it's still phenomenal. Don't get me wrong, but it just it was missing that jam session for me. That kind of really me into the band at the first point, and it it was great. I mean, it, it was something to see. It was really cool to actually see them hitting it big, getting a major label, getting promotion behind the major label, and seeing how they were adjusting to, I guess you could say, the new lifestyle of a label life. Yeah. <laughs> label life. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> there were some others as well. I mean, just, just quickly, I mean, so there was a video for So American, Got It All. There was one for, um, uh, there was a claymation for All Your Light, and then there was also a video for that. Um, I don't know if you're familiar with that. 
Uh, I may have seen it once, kind of yeah. back in the day, but just it may it didn't really stick in my mind, unfortunately. No, no, that's fair. that's fair. I'm just going through it, and then obviously Sleep Forever, the kind of combination yeah. that got it all. That's just such a great video. I, don't I, I wanna sleep forever. <laughs> yeah, no, it's such a great song too. It's uh, yeah, that is a that is a powerful one. I mean, they always used to close with it as well. If I'm if I'm, they would do that, and then like Hey Jude. If I'm, if I'm, quick, yeah, yeah. I mean, oh, they, yeah, it would flow right into it, going to the na 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 part off Hey Jude, yeah. yeah. And then, like, you just get the whole entire crowd just singing right into it. And I think around that time, they also started doing the, uh, weren't the Oasis cover, um, at that point, too, on some of the tours. I can't remember. All right, yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, just a, yeah, just a defining sort of time. I mean, when I jumped in, <laughs> maybe the marketing helped. I don't know. They got, they got. I mean, yeah, they definitely they reached out definitely a lot more. And uh, yeah, twenty eleven, Christ, eleven years ago. Yeah. Wow. And that was the end of the album of a year uh, era of yes. Portugal the Man. Because then, then they started spacing it out just a little bit as they started coming through it. Which, you know, like, like I said, you can't force art, or you end up with no. stinkers. Because no. you know. <laughs> It's just if you put out something that you're not proud of, people are going to feel it because you don't put your heart soul into it, and it's going to translate onto the album at that point in time. Mm. I mean, and then Evil Friends two years later. What I think yeah, personally I mean, is probably it, their most complete piece of work, personally, for me personally. Yeah. I feel like it's the I can put the whole thing on, enjoy the whole thing. It tells a story. I don't know. I just feel like it just I still tells remember. a story. Yeah, sorry? I still remember tripping out when, um, I think it was Evil Friends ended up on a Taco Bell commercial. Yes, yes. <laughs> and I was, in there, I was yes. just flipping through the channels and all of a sudden you know, here in Portugal, I'm like, what is going on right now? I just see this kid running down the street yes. in a chalupa getting chased by his girlfriend's dad. I'm like, okay. <laughs> Good for them, man. They're getting that market They're money right that, now. That back. <laughs> yeah, Taco Bell back. <laughs> they probably got paid in. Hopefully, they got you know more than just Taco Bell for that. <laughs> Hopefully, you yeah, know, loaded up on free food, basically. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but man, that's another great. I mean, Evil Friends, great. Plastic Soldiers, great. Creep in a T-shirt's a great oh, song. Yeah. Uh, Hip hop kids, where it kind of almost feels like they're digging at the kids that were almost kind of like the scenesters at the time yeah, uh, Atomic Man was a great one the video for Atomic Man was just a trip so it has all their faces and they're doing kind of like the morphs between them that's, uh, yeah. Holy Roller Hallelujah Someday Believers and of course the Purple Yellow Red yes. and Blue is just Obviously. such a great great track still in the rotation as we speak at today <laughs> and I think it probably will be for it probably won't be you know one of their longer ones that they keep they keep tagging it on because it's only their like penultimate album as well so still still yeah. one of their newer ones we could call it <laughs> yeah and like the crazy thing about that one was when they were touring they mm. would open with it and they would close with it oh right i knew they, so I knew they would open they would... with it a lot but i didn't know they would close with it as well Right. So they did a redux of it, basically, and so they would start off uh, full way into it, and then, jeez, uh, I can't remember, I think they would uh, transition into another brick in the wall during yes. the opening portion of it, yep. and then at the end, they do kind of like a more funky version of Purple, Yellow, Red, and Blue, and I remember asking their manager about that one time, I was like, why are you guys playing the same song twice? And it was the funniest answer. It's like, well, Kanye West does it. I'm like, oh, God. I hate Kanye. Oh, wow. 
Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> That's just like one dude I could never get into. I mean, Through the Wire was a decent album back in the day in College Dropout. But after that, the dude <laughs> just, his ego got the best of him. He, yeah, he's a, <laughs> we, could, we could go on about Kanye for a little while. I, not that I want to, but. <laughs> and then, um, yeah, Evil Friends, and then Woodstock, obviously, yeah, I mean. Yeah. Kind of just taking. Oh, we, we're talking about that sort of up to, in the mountain and the cloud, and then like the new owned, like Atlantic coming in, and then like you know you, you're seeing those Taco Bell adverts, you're seeing those um you know those extra music videos. Now you're seeing worldwide, worldwide appeal, worldwide knowledge. I mean, I remember talking to like a doctor in like 2018, and they were like, "Oh yeah, I've heard. Yeah, I've heard of it. Oh yeah, I've heard of the album. Oh yeah, it was like everyone, everyone heard of it." And you know, as, as yeah. we are the hardcore fans, it's basically it is that you know I don't know if you've seen it. There's like a meme of like, oh, if you heard of Portugal the Man, and then someone's like, oh yeah, and like name a song that isn't Feel It Still. It's like it is a bit of that. <laughs> it is a bit, and they're like, ah, oh. I've had a few yeah. people give, uh, some good, good, give some good answers. Yeah, but um, uh, man, yeah, it was man. funny. I was at a uh, I was at a USC football game, which is kind of like. Uh, the Spirit of Troy is their marching band, and I mean they've done a lot of stuff. Being in Spartacus to um, playing with Cody in Cambria, I think they played with um, Stevie, not Stevie, um, Fleetwood Mac when they did Tusk. And all, right. all of a sudden, I'm at this football game, and I started hearing them come in to feel it still, and I'm like, holy crap! Now mm. they're doing this live transition of feel it still the marching band music at yes. that point in time i knew that they had basically portugal had hit an entirely another level beyond probably anything that they even thought about at that point in time when their music's being transitioned into one of the greatest marching bands for college collegiate music is now doing their songs and then mm. they start to hear it almost everywhere I mean, even my uh, niece and nephew still love that song, and if it comes on, they'll be singing and they'll be dancing to it. Yeah. Uh, it's oh, it's a nice, trip, man. It really, it really is. <laughs> yeah, but anyway, they're um, Woodstock, brilliant. What's uh, what's what's your what's your fa- is there a favorite to have of it? To be honest, I mean, I mean, what do you what is your personal highlight from it then? I mean, I love number one, especially when they mix mm. in Richie Havens, uh, a couple of those because I mean, the the history behind the Richie Havens song when he first started doing that at Woodstock, yeah. he had to fill time and he basically just jammed the song live. <laughs> oh, really? And then he had to go back and relearn the song in order to record it because he they didn't know what he was doing. He was just, he was just kind of going for it, and the lines that he sings through it. Um, oh man, I'm like just drawing a blank on it, right? now but it it's just got emotion behind it which is really really good and uh the noise pollution song that mm. they did uh was really great i was at the troubadour i think when they played it live for the very first time and people were just <laughs> standing there completely awestruck at just this amazing new track that had just dropped right in front of all their eyes and how it just gripped them and worked mm. out so well for everyone man 20 2016 when that dropped right at the end of the year it was like oh yes they're back <laughs> they're back and it was definitely uh, <laughs> exactly. I, I, I i personally i really like that one that's probably my favorite i also really like number one but then i heard the they did like a live version there's like a real there's a bit of a knockoff video on youtube of someone at like a live show um where they're doing it and they do like an alternative version 
it sounds amazing and I'm like man why is it this why is it this as well the album it's like oh man <laughs> so I don't know maybe 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 I was spoilt hearing that other one I don't know but yeah I, yeah. I really like it that and live, it, live in the moment I mean again that one's a big hit as well I mean it's not on the feel it's still level but it is definitely like it's up, <laughs> it's up there it's definitely like a number two or a number three for a more known stuff or more popular yeah. you say but yeah alright <laughs> any any closing thoughts on Woodstock quickly <laughs> or any <laughs> uh, I mean again that was one of the albums that for me it just got me right back to that kind of like the feel for some of the old music I used to listen to when they brought in that Fat Lip song because uh, man the loneliest punk and Farside back in the day with Bizarre Ride seeing them do the collaboration with him mm-hmm. on that album on that one song just it really made me feel happy to see that they were able to do like a crossover genre portion at that point, going from their music with the rock and the hit, uh, alternative to bringing in some of the old school hip hop and introducing people to some of that stuff that I kind of grew up on to some of the newer crowds that maybe didn't know who Fat Lip was or who Farside was or what the old 90s West Coast hip hop scene was at that point in time mm. either. Oh, definitely, yeah. I mean, they, they, they're big Wu-Tang fans as well as we know. I mean, that intro to <laughs> What Me Worry is, I mean, as Zank said, it's like, it's a bit like old Dirty Bastard on that, that one track. <laughs> I mean, I'm forgetting the name of it, but um, yeah, oh, just brilliant. But yeah, uh, excellent, excellent. Yeah. <laughs> good times, good times. Good little, good little recap. We went for everything, but you know, I'll, um, on the next episode, I'll probably do a, a bit more of a deeper dive on the more recent history and some bits and bobs on there but yeah the uh going back on like if we say i'm just gonna do it i think we should do a quick run through of like american ghetto what's your what's your favorite track and then i'll say mine and we'll go through everything uh descending order so american ghetto number one track on there uh, yeah american ghetto for me probably gonna be all my people that's a great right. track on one that's a good one actually it's solid oh, I'm going to stick with the, When the War Ends I know I previously said it but yeah just caps it off um, the Satanic <laughs> yeah, there's nothing wrong with that yeah, yeah. <laughs> Satanic uh, yeah I mean for Satanic I mean like I said man it's Lovers in Love it's that song that's just got that kind of like disco feel to it it energizes you when you hear it it just kind of gets you up and makes you want to dance it's got so much energy behind it <laughs> yeah I really like Guns and Dogs I'm gonna be honest. It's a bit of an outside the pick, uh, outside pick, but I really like that one. But, um, <laughs> There's yeah. nothing wrong with that. <laughs> no, no, no. It's just, uh, yeah, I really like that one. Um, yeah, uh, moving on to the next one, Majestic Majesty. I mean, it's basically satanic, but without um, let you down. Basically, that one's actually not on here. Funnily enough, I did notice that actually when I'm just looking at it. There's only ten tracks, yeah, eleven on satanic. Hmm. Yeah, maybe they just didn't yeah. like. Yeah, this isn't. A, this is pretty similar to what we had, so we won't bother. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Scented colors. I already said lay me back down. So I know you. I know you briefly went on some bits and bobs, but uh, if you had to pick one, it's like a number one. I mean, uh, yeah, sit back and dream is a great one. Even though I know it's like kind of really short. Um, it was actually sit back and dream was a transition to uh, another song. Hard if times. I remember. Uh, yeah, and like the way that those kind of just flow in together is just so mm-hmm. good, and the way that the horns hit in, or no, is it? Are the horns in our hard times or our times? I can't remember. Oh, 
God. Yeah. I'd, I'd have to double check. I don't want to. <laughs> but you're right. It does. It is a bit like a concept where um, concept album where it kind of flows really well. That second half, definitely, of Sense of yeah. Colors. Mm. Uh, yeah. So, uh, Church Mouth. Uh, Church Mouth still gonna be teller or telling tellers telling me that's just it, me. it's fun. Nice. It's good song. I mean, the great the album's all good all the way through. But again, that's one of the songs. If I can hear it, I'll just put it on and put it on repeat in a way. I'm I'm torn between my mind and shade. There's something about that. A little bit dark, a little bit deeper. But I don't know. There's just something about them. I really like them. Uh, not a lot. I'll 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 push for shade. There we go. <laughs> um, I, I I'm not too familiar with Wizard. I have to be honest. It's something that they're also quite short as well. So I don't know if you can have a favorite. I mean, you said you're you're really hype on it. You're really you really enjoy it. Um, well, I mean, it's one of those albums that they broke it down later on because yeah. uh, it was recorded as a single track. And then they went back and they broke it out from there. So I mean, you can basically yeah. say the entire thing <laughs> is how I like it, just because it plays all the way through, start to finish. I did not know. I heard that they they had some involvement with KK and the um, uh, the underground. Yeah, um, oh, I've definitely heard that name associated with PTM before, but then I didn't know it was through this. I mean, uh, yeah, <laughs> it's just interesting. Yeah, all right, and then uh, vultures. Oh man, Vultures. Again, this mm. is like one of the hardest ones to pick because everything's so good on it. But uh, if I had to pick just a single song off here, it would probably be Chicago. Just the jam sessions when they would play Chicago oh, live and the energy yeah. they put into it. Just, yeah, that, that's probably my favorite song off that whole album. Not to be a copycat, but yeah, definitely. I was thinking Chicago as well. That intro as well is just so. It's hardcore. It's really, it goes in hard at the <laughs> beginning. You're like, damn. What have I what have I put on? But um yeah, Chicago, just oh man. That first one. We were we were set off on uh we treated there. We treated well. But yeah, um Yeah, alright then, uh Kevin. I think uh I think we've got time for one last little one last little tidbit. Um the PTM quiz. Uh you've heard Let's of twenty You've heard of twenty <laughs> questions, okay. Um I have a uh, I have a track in my mind. Basically, it's anything they've ever released um, from, basically from we'll say from waiter to current day, basically. Because you know, um, yeah, you've got twenty questions. You can only answer yes or no. I can only answer with a yes or no. Uh, well, not twenty, but you know, Chris on the last one got it in five, but it was quite easy. We'll see how you do with this one. All right. Um, yeah. Uh, do you need some like? <laughs> yeah do you need anything uh i don't know because um some like basically some like uh some questions you could okay, so I, sorry so you want me to ask you the questions and see if i can narrow it down, yeah right? essentially yeah sorry i'm uh, <laughs> brain's got a little bit okay uh, gotcha. a little bit foggy gotcha. there but things like you want to break it down by years album single uh you could use the cheat as well <laughs> have we mentioned it before but we've basically mentioned everything so you can't but yeah i'll uh <laughs> I'll let you get rocking then. Okay. Yeah. All right. So let's see. Is it post Atlantic record or post signing to Atlantic? So after Atlantic record. After. Right. No. Okay. So. All right. So that'll get that in there. Um. Is it a song with an extended title with like the parentheses on it? 
No. Okay. Mm. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Is there a music video for it? No. I don't think there is. Unless someone's made like a fan one, but I don't think there is. <laughs> okay. Is it on Evil Friends? It is not. No, but you said post-Atlantic, so it would have been... And I said no to that. Oh, I'll, I'll oh sorry. Answer, that... I, I won't count that. So you, you've only had three. Don't worry. <laughs> you said post-Atlantic, okay, so... and I said no. That's all right. So it's before they signed to Atlantic Records, then? That's... Yeah. Well... Okay, there you go. Just, uh, I want to narrow that down. I no, no, that's fine. Yeah. The wording on that one, too. We're not going to... Yeah, don't worry. I'm not going to count that. That's all right. <laughs> Alright, um, nice. <laughs> let's see, is it on Waiters? It actually is, yes, it is on that. Is it Tommy? Are you sure you want to guess? Are you sure you want to guess? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> if you I mean, guess and like, dive in. Like down, if you dead, so let's yeah. see. Um, <laughs> mm. Is it a one-word song? Or one-word title? Yes. Okay, so let's see. Is it an animal? <laughs> uh, it is not an animal. Is it a city? No. Okay. Well, I, mean, I guess, is it a person's name? <laughs> it is not a person's name. <laughs> so now we are left with Weir. And it is exactly Waiter. Yes, Waiter from Waiter You Vultures. I tried to trick you out with that one. I thought you maybe you'd forget it because it's in the title, but... Very nice, very nice. Uh, I think that was eight, eight or nine. Yeah, not bad actually, not bad. I, I should have, sorry, I should have mentioned that like if you guess and get it wrong, normally in like twenty questions that you disqualify. But my bad on that one. But anyway, um, oh, I got nice, you. I got nice you. Job, Kev. Thank, nice. I appreciate the leniency. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a bit of fun, I think, just to like tie the episode up to begin. I am, you know, it's not like I'm keeping score and we've got like a leaderboard or anything. But you know, I might, I might work on that. Um, that one, yeah. Um. I definitely feel like there might be opportunity in the future if I keep doing this to have like get a few people on and we'll do like some like hardcore ones and we'll do like a, a hundred question one where you've got to get like five or something <laughs> or like something like that. I don't know. There's I've got some ideas anyway. Um, yeah, again, that is uh, that is everything, you know, that is all the topics that I wanted to talk about today, Kevin. Uh, yeah, again, thank you for coming on short notice. Yeah, happy to get this recorded. Uh, hope you had fun. You were really knowledgeable and it was good as uh this is what i want to do i want to get people on and we get people telling the stories you know and um yeah sharing their thoughts and memories and experiences because you know if it isn't you know if the fans aren't involved then <laughs> there really isn't band to cherish so yeah again once again thank exactly. you for, thank you for coming on you know <laughs> hey i appreciate you having me man was, this is fun i liked it because like i said man it's like you're saying it's about the fans as much as it's about the music and the community that the fans create amongst everyone it's great to hear people 
getting this involved on the backside and the friendships that are we're kind of like creating and the memories that we're sharing about the band on the backside too it, it's this is cool i like it this is fun <laughs> thank you anyway have you got anything anything you want to promote any like any social medias or anything yeah Floor's uh, yours. No. <laughs> yeah, I, unfortunately, I don't have any social media to put up or anything like that. I've. You're off the grid. Just, uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I don't, don't really have much going on on the backside. I'm just waiting for, like I said, to get back into the, the habit of going to shows like at least nice. once a week again and definitely looking forward to the next album once it finally gets a chance to drop. And I'm just, I'm excited for it, in all honesty. The, the single they just put out has got me really hyped for how the new sound is going to come out excellent have you got anything booked up any ticket chip for anything any shows or are you uh still waiting still waiting for something to grab your attention uh i mean like i said i got my weird owl tickets come up oh yeah um, yeah i've got actually i'm gonna go see uh dead and company coming up pretty soon at dodger stadium with john mayer who's another phenomenal guitar player um i got ramstein tickets that are finally getting rescheduled i'm really excited for that one (laughs) excellent man that's gonna be epic yeah, I um, yeah, I'm, a little bit, I'm a little bit outside the box. I'm gonna go see uh, Pond. I don't know if you've ever heard of them. No, they're um, um is it uh, what type of music is it? It's like psychedelic. <laughs> I would probably say that's probably the uh, best way to call it. They're the um, the touring band for Tame Impala. If oh, you've ever nice. heard of him, yeah, they're like so. Basically, it's just Kevin, not you. <laughs> um, it's just him, <laughs> but obviously he writes everything, and then he gets like a like a touring band when he goes on tour, and it's it's a lot of members. Of them they're all from Perth, Australia, but they're just there's weird, and then there's them. Um, they just released an <laughs> album last year called Nine, which I, is phenomenal. I really like it. Um, yeah, I'm hoping to go see them. They're in again. Uh, not as many shows in England. Uh, got a bit, it's kind of like basically anything in London or just outside. I'm in the south, so looking forward to seeing them. Hopefully a uh, hopefully a visit from John and the and the gang and the gang. Hopefully later this year. But uh, <laughs> crossing fingers. <laughs> that would be awesome. Anyway, um, again, Kevin, thank you for coming on. Uh, it was really nice to talk to you. Uh, sorry for the edit if there was some some audio trouble um, in the first half, but we sorted that out, uh, Kevin. You know. You, true professional sorted out on his own and um yeah, <laughs> yeah it's good uh yeah thank you uh thank you for listening um should we leave like a little no you know what we we won't we'll just uh we'll just crack on with the uh with the ending again thank you for listening if you've made it this far thank you <laughs> probably isn't that many you know but um i'm doing this for the people just to uh give back a little so uh again any any final any final thoughts kevin before we wrap up yeah, just keep it evil, guys. Keep going to those shows. Keep supporting the bands you love. And if music is your thing, make sure that you let those bands know it, that you appreciate them. I'm sure all the bands Definitely. appreciate you guys that can see them too. So and just keep the support going. Definitely. All right, Kevin. One more time. Thank you very much. Um, cheers, guys. Take it easy. Cheers. Bye. Bye.